Coming up on the show, a whole call an hour devoted to failure. Is the show on now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a, uh, you know, we're doing a whole show about failure and, and how I feel oh, like a failure sometimes. Well, okay, well, you're talking to the wrong guy if that's the case, because I, I may be dip, dipping right now, but I will rise and uh, like an avenging angel. Okay, I gotta go. Bye. Please help this show succeed by calling 201-209-9368. And we'll be back after this. My heart is beating, beating like a clock. My heart is beating, you can hear it talk. Beep, 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 beep. Seven in the morning on Wednesday, and I'm walking my dog, which I'm normally doing about this time. That's what we do. Thought I'd be quiet by going outside. I think I was totally wrong. I kind of failed at booking a guest for this week. Or, you know, packaging something that I already had or finding someone to interview. It's August, so uh, I decided to do a live call-in show tonight. So I'm going to be taking calls in a bit at 201-209-9368. The phone number, again, 201-209-9368. And the topic is failure. What could go wrong? Seriously, guys, what could go wrong? In 
order to have the show not fail, you need to really have a great definition of what failure is. Oh, that's so true. Yeah, because failure isn't everyone knows how to do it but me. Failure is like putting forward the effort and then watching it not succeed. Hmm. I think you can fail by not putting forth effort. Like I was just thinking about um, what I think about a lot this week, which is how my legs are covered with bug bites. (laughs) And um, uh, so I think like, you know, I really failed at like going inside. I just thought that this wouldn't be an issue. And then I kept it going, huh, look, there's another bug bite. Oh, yeah, it looks like there's a lot of bugs out tonight. No, we know it's being stung. I just stayed out there, and now my legs but, are covered with red spots. But that's, I mean, that's, I wouldn't, that's hardly a failure. Like, you wouldn't have stayed out there if you weren't enjoying something, and so that's sort of in itself a win. Most girls on the train have very pretty legs, <laughs> and they're just it's covered just with not, weird bed bug-like like spots. When I think about failure, like, I just think about it as being more of a blow to the the ego. Like, hey, wait, not, so what's your what's your failure example? Hmm. I mean it really sucked to move out here and for a relationship and have it fail. Isn't it also kind of a success in that you wouldn't have actually like you guys wouldn't want to be together so? Yeah. I mean it was it was success in the way that that relationship wasn't right, but it certainly didn't occur to me going out here that that was an option. Like, I thought it was right, and to have it not be right almost, I'm glad I learned that. I'm glad I'm not with him, but success would have had it been like, oh, this is the love of my life, and this is how things should be. Well, like, in that case, it's not like there's anything more you could have done. No. No. Maybe failure is when there's, like, you should have sent that email or you uh, should have known better than to keep doing that thing that was bad. Yes. Yes. It can be those things, too. Those are, I mean, you really want to probe some sadness tomorrow, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) You want, like, failure because of, like, your own inability, not failure because of circumstance. Yeah. (laughs) That's dark, Andrea. (laughs) Maybe this is the darkest show I've ever thought about doing. Oh, my gosh. Do you, like, the text fail, you know? So many times you do, like, the wrong text fail. Yeah. My friend once had a boy accidentally text her after she gave him a peck at the door and went upstairs. That stupid bitch left me holding my in my hand again. No. <laughs> uh-huh. That was that over quick. And she's gorgeous. She's so fluid. Did he ever have a chance again? No, I mean, he showed up with flowers, he tried everything, and she was just done. Failure. He's a failure. But that's like, there's failure and there's like facepalm. Facepalm is like idiot failure. And then like there's sincere failure where like I wanted to be, you know, my friend wanted to be in the army and like just couldn't cut it. And this music right here is a reminder of one of my failures. It's from the Kim Kardashian video game. Yeah, I played that for a week of my life. I probably put in at least 20 hours into that game. Oh my gosh, so embarrassing. 
I failed at having the self-control to stop playing a game starring a movie person or TV person who I just, I couldn't care less about. Sometimes you just do that though. Sometimes you have no idea why you're doing what you're doing and you know you're failing. Like, why am I doing a call-in show about failure? Well, because no one's calling right now at 201-209-9368. I'll tell you. Um, I was staying around. Uh, I hadn't booked a guest yet. I was trying to think about stuff I'd already recorded that maybe I could use. Friend I could nag into doing this. And I was like, you know what? I'll just do a call-in show. I was trying to think about something I knew a lot about. That I could be an expert on. Something I didn't know anything about. I thought about like what would be the weirdest topic for WFMU ever. Thinking about vagina health. Makeup. I don't know. And I just realized that no matter what I did, it was probably going to fail. So why not just uh, take a stab at failure as a topic? Um, I hope you all join me on the WFMU playlist page uh, while we go on this experiment together. And I also gave my friend Randy a call. And in a bit, we're going to hear from him about where he's at. Uh, Randy might feel like he's failing right now, but he will rise again. And uh, that's what we talked about is uh, the position that he finds himself in right now. Uh, Also, I believe we'll hear from my grandma, Phyllis, in a bit. She also has a story she's been churning up for us. So I feel feel pretty lucky because the truth is that whenever we don't have a call, I have a list (laughs) of things that I think I'm failing at that I will just start reading. So uh, when we are without callers, that'll be my, my resort to turn to the list. Let's see what we got. Um, oh, gosh. The other day I was at the beach, and uh, something I'm really bad at is not staring at people for too long. Um, like, if I see something that I think looks interesting, I just can't look away. So I saw a girl, and she was waiting in line at the... At the... Uh, a rapist stand and she was wearing like a little bikini bottom she had some kind of a tattoo on her butt and her butt was really tan and you know just nice butt going on and I couldn't look away just kept staring (laughs) and then I looked up and her boyfriend was just glaring like almost weirded out at me just like and he gave me this face that was like, you're looking at her butt. And then his face was like, yeah, this is the most exciting thing that's happened to me. And I just feel like I really, I really failed there. Most people know to look away, had a secret look at someone's butt or other parts. Um, Wally, New Jersey, call back 201-209-9368. Where'd you go? We have uh, wonderful Nick the Bard screening my calls tonight. Thank you, Nick. Everyone can give him a call at 201-209-9368. Continuing down the list uh, of things I feel like I've failed at recently. Um, The other weekend, I threw a rooftop soiree. I had some friends over, hang out on my roof. Got some, felt really like clutch. I got some wine and some cheese and some olives invited everyone they showed up uh my mom was there which was really cool and I had two friends in town and you know they laid out the blankets and 
I even went down and I grabbed like a string of like Christmas lights and I felt really cool about that. They look really pretty. Um, and then I drank so much that I threw up on a tree. <laughs> There's something about like white wine and sitting and not counting because you're like hosting. I barfed on a tree. That, that happened. Uh, the tree was off the roof. I was off the roof when this happened. Um, yeah, so I want to hear your stories. I'm th- kind of thinking about tonight's show as like a failure seance. Like if, the, if we just say it and get it out there that maybe we can make these things go away or feel like less oppressive, like less on the, the repeat reel of our minds. Um, some, something I feel at is budgeting for lunch. I often buy $14 salads. It's a kale salad, has roasted vegetables. It's $14 around the corner from my office. I spend $14 on a salad I could definitely make myself. Um, I have no idea how to put on makeup. I'm really bad at admitting when I'm wrong. I have sometimes texted while driving, and I definitely do GPS on my phone while I'm driving. That cannot be safe. Um, I'm really bad at buying gifts. I exclusively buy them on Amazon. I don't often read to the end of articles. I have no idea how to pronounce Massachusetts. Not really can't say it. <laughs> I didn't grow up on the East Coast, guys. And I'll just keep going until you guys call in. At 201-209-9368. Getting some questions about the Kim Kardashian video game that I was addicted to for about a week. Um, A lot of people always ask me, did you spend money on it? You know, apparently Kim Kardashian has made like two, this seems like a made up number, $200 million. That seems impossible. That can't be real. Kim Kardashian game money uh okay i'm gonna look up how much money she made the number i remember is 200 million i'm not really good at remembering numbers yep it's paced to gross 200 million by next summer according to one estimate that's insane so if you guys aren't playing this don't 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 start because i this is not an ad for the game but basically, you, it became a second job for me because you're trying to get to the A list and you start at the D list and you just start doing gigs and they pay you to do the gigs. And then with the money, you can buy more fake clothes so you can go on more dates with your imaginary boyfriends. But you keep on running out of energy. Like you only have so much energy to do it all, which is, you know, kind of like life. And uh, yeah, if you run out of energy for you know, the shoot, then you have to wait a couple hours. So I think the lowest I ever got with this game was I set an alarm. So I'd wake up in two hours. So I'd have more energy. So I could complete my photo shoot. <sighs> Joining me uh, here on YOY, my grandma Phyllis. Hey, grandma. Well, honey, I, I didn't realize that you were such an inept uh, person and so dangerous. Do you still love I me? I you were kind of, um, <laughs> well, maybe I'm a little prejudiced, but I think you're terrific. Aw, so you're still, uh, wait. I, I have noticed the, uh, the uh, you know, some, some of the uh, things you've done in the car are slightly <laughs> uh, scary sometimes. 
because the car is. Are you going to make me feel worse too. about this? Okay. Uh, You're right. My car you know, is Andrea, kind of scary. Next time you go to throw up, don't do it on that poor tree. <laughs> I mean, if, if, if that tree should die now, you're going to have guilt on top of everything else. No, it's true. In the morning, I filled up a glass of water and I poured it on the tree. And my boyfriend, Mike, said, are you pouring it on the tree so no one sees your puke? Or are you actually worried about the tree? <laughs> the other thing I have a problem with, as you know, being the Jewish grandmother from a different generation, is this drinking business. Can't you have a good time without drinking all that crap that makes you throw up? I, 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 I've been to parties yeah. where all I drank was ginger ale, and, and the next day I, I didn't have a hangover, and I actually remembered what happened and who said what to whom, and I didn't have too much to be embarrassed about the next day. Well, thank you for your advice. I don't think I'm going to get better at this. On the other hand, I'm such a perfect person. (laughs) I mean, you know, I've been struggling all afternoon trying to figure out where my failings are, and I came up with a list about a a yard long. And uh, (laughs) it's fun. Welcome to the failure seance. I think if you say it out loud, it feels better. You know, you get the bad spirits out. uh, Failures. Sometimes failure to act and to do the right thing uh, is a major failure. It isn't so much what you do, but sometimes what you didn't do. And that can be very painful when you have to remember some of the things that you didn't do or the things that you thought you did that blew up in your face and make you question uh, your very essence. one of the examples would be the fact that three out of my four children married out of their religion. I thought I had brought them up in a fairly positive Judaic environment, you know, not, not nutty, but uh, moderate. But when you see that and that was a success and that you raised tolerant children who, who could love anyone? Well, yeah, but I just wanted you to know uh, that I had felt very much a failure until one day I expressed that to your mother and I you know, I told her just about what I said now and she said well no mom you weren't a failure you were too successful oh. who, who came into our home she asked me who sat at our table and dined with us and actually went to synagogue with us hmm. they were of every color every ethnicity, and every religion. And yet, I know all that, and I, I consciously try to have this kind of home and home environment for the kids, but still, I failed. I don't think you did. Yeah, You know, I maybe really that's did. something you, about you, failure, you, is it? it's it, like it, your point of view. Uh, it's, well... It is what it is, and I've learned to deal with it. And, of course, uh, I got you and Michael out of this deal. Uh, Me and my brother. And I, yeah. I sure can't complain about that. And the other grandchildren, too. Uh, Good. They, they've turned out to be lovely, even if they're not Jewish, which is a possibility that there are nice people who are not Jewish. <laughs> yeah. I go along with that. Um 
there's another thing that I had guilt about that probably will never, ever be resolved was that I came to New York and I visited with my very, very sick father. And I had to leave because I had an obligation in New Jersey to run an affair for the synagogue out there. Mm-hmm. And I, when I was leaving, I looked at my father and I knew I was looking at a corpse. Well, and the could, next day yeah. at the affair, at the event, the phone call came in that my father had died. And I just, I had deserted my mother. I should have not. But on the other hand, there were people depending on me in New Jersey. But So whatever you do, you're wrong. Well, that was a really major case of whatever you do, you're wrong. And I've lived with the guilt that I wasn't there for my father's last moments and for my mother's great need. And I wasn't there. You know, they say that, you know, maybe he wanted to pass without you. They say that, you know, someone's spirit has a lot of say in this process of when they want to go. Well, that is true about Grandpa Saul. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he waited until I left. So why would you, so you can't feel guilty about having left if that was kind yeah, of fulfilling his still need. Do. There's no logic to it. There's no logic at all to it. I feel guilty about how much guilt I carry with me all the time. I think I could do a better job at not feeling guilty. It, it, it's, sometimes we are toughest on ourselves. We are much more tough than other people who are judging us. Uh, just today I had a, a major conversation with a, uh, not a cousin, but cousin by choice, uh, 80 times removed, uh, of a, uh, with a, the mother of a woman who died when she was 35, who never had a coherent day in her life. She was born with a terrible, terrible uh, chromosomal defect. And I watched these people over all of the years deal with this child and, and still try to have a life that was, that was meaningful. And she only has regrets. She's, she has, she's not looking at the bigger picture. Yes, she knows all the good things she did, but the regret was in the later years that they put her into a group home. And it was because of something that happened at the group home that she died. And the guilt mm. of these parents is just absolutely amazing. And uh, they did what I could never have done. They kept this child home all those years. And she's not paying much mind to all the years that they kept her fed and clean and uh, keeping uh, peace in in, in the household and not letting this, this girl hurt other people. But she only remembers that she let her go into this uh, residence and that things went very bad there and her guilt is unbelievable so what do you tell someone in a position like that what's your what can I possibly know. I be spent said I spent hours on the phone with her today 
Yeah. And whatever you say doesn't assuage or persuade them otherwise. It's always this what if, and I shoulda, coulda. And I, I can examine my own life the same way, the things that I might have done, should have done, uh, situations that came up. But, and it's very hard to just say, listen, I did the best I could, and I'm moving on, and I'm not going to remember it. I'm not going to think about it. You could consciously forgive you yourself time. for some things and look and say, oh, this turned out okay. I can forgive myself. Yeah, we're, we're really hard on ourselves. We all are. Yeah. Well, your stories made my, my issues feel way smaller right now. Really? I, I'm glad. Yeah, like I, I've been, I feel like I'm a failure at remembering to bring a sweater when it's cold outside or... Um, <laughs> Oh yeah, that, um, that's I'm, not a failure. That's just plain feeling stupid. <laughs> I, I'm a yeah, failure a at a, at flossing. I'm not great at remembering to floss. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe these, maybe I just need to delete half my list. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have to be selective over what we feel guilt about, <laughs> and 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 just plain dumb. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, those are the duh moments, like, oh, God, why didn't I think of that? Uh, yeah. As long as, as long as you haven't done great mental or physical harm to another person, uh, you, you should ease up on yourself a little. And I, I know I should ease up on myself by the same token. Uh, it's not so terrible. But um, personal relationships, when you, when you blow a friendship or uh, when you realize that you just let somebody go a little too far in, in pushing your buttons uh, and when you give up on a relationship, those, those are the painful things. Yeah. Those are the things that you have to look back on. And uh, I look back on some blown friendships. And uh, I wonder, part of me, were they really a friendship? Or was I just being a patsy and letting this person take advantage of me? Yeah, I've been feeling really bad about that. Then you get mad at yourself for letting yeah. yourself think that. Well, I don't keep friends very long. And, you know, all my friends are going to weddings, like, every other weekend and... Gosh, I haven't been to a wedding in years. Like, I just, I'm not, like, I never make it to that level with friends these days. Like, I've just been moving too much, and I don't, I put too much time into, you know, work and family, I think. And I don't really work so hard on my friend stuff. I'm feeling really bad about that. Like, what if I end up with almost no friends when I'm your age? Like, your friends have been such a wonderful, significant part of your life, and I'm just been thinking a lot about how guilty I feel and how much I feel like I'm a failure at friendships. Uh, I was feeling that way today. Yeah, you post something really sad on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, oh, you do. You can't. You can't make me so sad on fa on Facebook during the day. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. But that's how I was feeling. I I felt today like I didn't have a friend in the world. 
Your post said, Sometimes, like right now, in the midst of friends here in New York and around the world, I feel so alone, unable to reach out to anyone and get out the funk. Yeah. Sometimes I just feel mired in self-pity. And, all right, sometimes when I don't feel good, and I haven't got a husband or a boyfriend to make nice to tell me it's okay. Just just to hold me. I I feel abandoned. That that's that's a word that comes up into my consciousness a fair amount. Abandoned. Oh, grandma, do you want to meet my friend Casey? <laughs> yeah. Grandma Phyllis. Hi. Hi. I've heard Talk about, about you. friends, a- Andrea. Yeah, Casey. Yeah, she's you know, my she's like one of my best. In yeah. this lifetime, I will tell you this: if you have a handful in a lifetime, a handful, five fingers worth of good friends, you're a rich lady. There are friends, and then there are friends. There are acquaintances. These are the ones that you, 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 so you're not going to their weddings. It's okay. You save the price of a wedding gift. And then there's a Casey. And uh, there's a few people like that ever in your whole life. So which finger should I give her, the middle friend. one or the thumb? <laughs> uh, do you remember I taught you the sign for friend? No, you don't remember I taught you the sign for friend. If it's the sign she's All right. giving me, link your 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 what's it? Your index finger, your two index fingers together, and uh-huh. that's the sign for friend. But if you take that same gesture and move it down, that's also friend. And there's a lot of the first movement, and not too many of the second. Friends through thick and thin. They're not there. Yeah. They're, they're just not there. There's just a few in your entire life that, that you will look back at. Uh, Grandma, I have an important question that's coming in for you all over the WFMU playlist page at WFMU.org. Folks want to know um, about, about drinking back in the day. <laughs> Was it rare for you to have not drink when you were my age? Like, yes. Yeah, lots of your friends did, right? Uh, some of my friends did. Uh, I, I, I don't want to get ethnic on this, but my Jewish friends didn't. Because we didn't see our parents drinking. Nothing more than that crappy Manischewitz wine. Oh, no, 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 sorry, I didn't say that. Because uh, I used to love it <laughs> at Passover time. The sweeter, the better. But, uh, no, it, some of it was an, an, an ethnic difference. I didn't grow up seeing my parents drinking. Uh-huh. And I never liked, I'm lucky, I never liked the taste of the stuff. Yeah. And I didn't understand why I had to make myself like it. Yeah. Well, well, Casey and I, Casey and I, uh, do like drinking. <laughs> I think it's our Italian sides. I think that's probably what's going on. Yeah. Is that such a good thing to do, though? 
No, it's delicious. It's just the best. Yeah, but what about the after effect? There normally isn't an after effect if I don't fail. There's no dignity in in puking. Yeah. I know that. And it's, 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 all right, so you take a drink, but, but, but don't go to excess. If you need to Are we on speakerphone now? You're having a good time. You're not having a good time. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about this more later. I, we got to, I got to let you go now, Grandma. Um, so we'll talk later. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye, Grandma Phyllis. Hey, Casey. Hi, Andrea. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Grandma didn't let you get in a word. Oh, it's no, okay. it's fine, but I think this really might be your darkest show ever. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's a failure or not a failure? or su- it's, a, it's a success if my goal was darkness. It, it's a wild success if your goal is darkness. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it not a failure. Um, do you want to hear something I did that I, something I totally fail at? <laughs> what? I'm really bad at, at seeing, like, important art that comes to town like there's that Kara Walker exhibit in the Domino Sugar Factory here in Brooklyn and I talked about it with like everyone and I sent at least five friends to it and I looked I at all the went. online videos and I just uh, never went <laughs> but in a way doesn't it feel like you were there because you did talk about it so much yeah I know I know all about the the molasses figures that were around the main sphinx I know that the vagina was an incredible detail uh, so what? It, I mean, you you drummed up support. You're going to have memories of seeing it, even though you weren't there. You're going to trick yourself. I but like, isn't it phony for me to talk about it as if I've seen it if I haven't? I mean, there's a lot about the art world that may be considered phony. So, of all the potatoes, that's not a big one. Do you know like the layout of different cities in California? No. What are you talking about? Like, I don't know if San Francisco is north of San Diego or south. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah, and I don't really know where L.A. is. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, geography is important. You should probably figure that out. Um, yeah. It's okay, though. I mean, if you're ever in a really tough situation where someone is a gun to your head trying to ask you these questions, then it just seems like... You weren't going to make it long anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry to be so dark about it, but I don't know. I don't, your grandma was right in a lot of senses. Like, we get so wrapped up on little things being failures that we beat ourselves up about it. I watched The Bachelorette. I really wish you'd stop talking about The Bachelorette. And I also tell people that. that I watched The Bachelorette. Oh, it's did, did, have you ever talked about the time you jumped out of a moving car while you were driving it because you saw, thought you saw The Bachelor? No, I did not jump out. I just unbuckled my seatbelt. You lunged for the door, I thought. <laughs> Casey and, and I were in driving. Austin, and I saw, like, a former Bachelor, Brad, like, on the street corner, and I almost got out of the car, but I didn't. Which is only one of two jumping out of moving vehicle incidences you've had. The other jumping out of the moving vehicle incident, I was not driving, but I was sick of ex-boyfriend time. (laughs) And you were holding the accordion, which is equal responsibility. Um, Do you get teeth whitening? I don't get it at all. I do get it. I mean, do I do it? No, but I get it. Actually, my dentist tells me I have amazing phlegm, 
which is probably not something I should talk about. But, uh, um, so jealous. I w- it, keeps, it keeps the plaque down and keeps the teeth white, apparently. Phlegm is a very important chemical makeup. How did he see your phlegm? He can just tell from my saliva. Oh, guess it's called saliva. Phlegm is probably something else. Oh, <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about this. <laughs> um, you think you're supposed to do it like kits from the Walgreens, or am I supposed to like go to a professional place to do it? Teeth whitening? Yeah. Oh, I think you can just get the strips from Walgreens. I mean, I think if you take it too far, it becomes like too much plastic surgery. It's just freaky. What about... um? Uh, my bikini you, line. Like, you? I never remember to take care of it before I go to the beach. Your bikini line? Yeah. Oh, my boss can hear this. This is so uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> you want to get lasered. Lasered? Did you get yeah. lasered? Yes. It's the Italian in us. We need to. You got lasered there? Yes. Yes. Did it hurt? Oh, yeah. How expensive was it? Well, I live in Kansas City. That's G- one of the perks. I, you should come out here for spa treatments. It's so affordable. <laughs> Do you ever go to vending machines? To get laser treatment? No. <laughs> Do I get... Yes, I have a vending machines. I have one downstairs from my office. What if there were peanut butter M&Ms? There are peanut butter... Have, have, did you know this? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that there's the a vending day. machine at my office and every day it's a battle and I fail once a week. I fail once a week and I get peanut M&Ms. Oh... I think that's a win. I think, like, you get one cheat day, you know? So if yeah. you're only having them once a week. I had a Cheez-It addiction when I was in New York. I was a bag a day. It was bag terrible. I think I gained three pounds. Cheez-It pounds. Cheez-It pounds. Yeah, it's not, those aren't the kind of pounds you want. But I think the peanut butter M&Ms, first of all, you should talk to your vending machine about, your vending machine guy, about getting them taken out because he's doing no one any favors. There are only, like, three packs left. So they're going to be gone soon. Then you should buy them all. <laughs> You'll never know when they'll be restocked. <laughs> we did run out of Diet Coke. That was something I still don't, I don't feel guilty about, but maybe I should. I don't have a Diet Coke addiction. And it doesn't, whatever. I can't relate. Okay. So it, yeah. So this has been a failure seance. <laughs> We're just listing off things I feel like I'm failing at. Have you gotten through the list? I mean, how much longer do oh, you Oh, no. Have? There's so many. The other day I had, I found some pennies like on the floor and I just threw them away in the garbage can. I don't think pennies are real currency. It's like dollar bills in Monopoly. Who's got the time? Sometimes at, be- at night, like I'm really tired and I should go to sleep, but then I just like do nothing instead. Sometimes I do the same thing, but I pick my split ends. You pick your split ends. <laughs> but like a half an hour, I'll just lay there and pick up my split ends. It's kind of ridiculous. I bought shoes online yesterday. Ah, that's a win. They're really expensive shoes. Well, this is good. This is very good because you've had a rough go out of it with shoes in the past. Are you saying you don't like Ah. my shoes? No, I'm saying I can tell you some failures. (laughs) Nylon slack when I saw you was was not a good one. Nylon slack? It was a nylon fail. Like they're like saggy? No, they were just torn up to shreds. Oh, yeah. I do think no one notices that. And I will wear nylons like way longer than I'm supposed to. I, this is, I'm not okay with that. You told me about that. That was a mercy move. That was so I kind did. of you. That was an uncomfortable conversation we had. 
Um, shoes. I mean, whoa. there's some shoes I've seen you just, you've, you've held on to them a little bit longer than you probably should have. I just want to clarify to all the listeners that I'm, that like, really, I don't get drunk that often. And I'm not like, I just had a mistake once and it was last Friday and I threw up on a tree, but I really don't do this all the time. I only like drink one day a week and it's actually a lack of tolerance that made me throw up on that tree. I can vouch for you on this one. You do have a surprisingly low threshold. Yeah, I'm I'm 5'2". I'm a failure at being tall and normal size. Actually, by Randy's definition, I'm a midget. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm 5'2", and I, I sometimes will drink too much wine when I'm sitting on a roof, and I have friends over, and I'm at my house. And it, you almost become like this little spark plug, because you don't, you, like, you... You withhold all expression until you erupt, and then it's like, what is happening? Oh, my God. When did, when did we tip the scale here I'm a little bit too drunk? It happens. It just it happens it to the best it of us. On you. Especially. Oh, it, it certainly does. But the tree probably needed the water. I actually even missed this story. I haven't heard it, but I'm sure it was appreciated. It's, I mean, really, the worst part was that uh, my boyfriend had to watch me do it, but he said it was graceful. Is that love? Did you just define love? <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Yeah, I call it I graceful. Know. I don't know. It, I mean... Mercy. That's what it is. It's, it's the ability to look away after that happens and still maybe <laughs> want to kiss me the next day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to push the memory as deep out of your head as you can. Mm-hmm. Okay, see, I'm really bad at gossiping and keeping secrets, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. If you have I, ever dated me and, and told me anything personal, it's been repeated, like, a lot. Oh, my God. Well, like, okay. I had this one guy I dated who would sometimes fantasize about food, and I've told everyone that story. You do sometimes have acts of kindness where you leave names out. So you're not terrible, but I don't know. We've probably hear, heard it. Um, I remember well, thinking, like, why would you tell them that? It just comes out. I can't, can't help it. Yeah. Um, well, here's to hoping that I will become a better person in time with help you're, from you're friends like you person. and family like you, my grandma. Oh, yeah. And we'll, we'll stay friends. Really? I mean, we might not if have you, a If you had friends, a wedding, would I be invited? You would be the maid of honor. Even if we totally fell out of touch in the next year? Yeah, I think so, because you'd still be the person I keep most in touch with, even if we haven't talked in a year. <laughs> I like my relationship. <laughs> Just by default, we get to stay in, I get to keep these rankings. I love it. Yeah, no, I mean, we always have YOY. <laughs> yeah, even if, even if we together. haven't talked for weeks, we'll catch up over YOY. Yeah, I just need a weekend where I can just listen to a few podcasts, and then I'm back in the swing of things. Well, tell Julian hello, and that I'm excited <laughs> for your new title. Oh, shit. You don't keep anything a secret. <laughs> I, I, I got to go. Um, I have this great, I gave Randy a call this morning, and I have a bit to play from that. So I'm going to let you go, Casey. But All right. Um, hello, and thank you for calling. No problem, and I still think it's a win. Well, no, I wouldn't call it a win. I take that back. That was just trying to make you feel better. I didn't mean it. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I think that means she called it a fail. I don't, that's, that's today's show. Failing really hard and like it's my job. Speaking of failing, I gave my friend Randy a call this morning. He is in an interesting place right now. Hello? 
Hey, it's Andrea. Shh. Andrea, you're on speakerphone. You have to keep it down. Okay. I'm in, I, I mean, I'm in the devotional room right now, so you have to keep it down. You shouldn't bring your cell phone in there. No, you're not allowed to, but I did anyway. I don't like I don't like playing by the rules, but I got to keep it quiet because the uh, the Nazis are out there, and no matter what I do, it seems to be the wrong thing. Uh, you told me you were at a retreat, so what kind of a devotional room is this? Well, I'm kind of in the nut house. Um, what did I tell you last time? Did I tell you about the voices? No, I knew you were doing drugs though, so. Could right, that well, be related? I was told um, I was told by some experts that I guess I had a um, it's called a breakdown. I was I was I don't remember much. I think drugs had to do with it, but okay. I was at the frog cave, and um, you know, did I tell you about that? You know, the frog cave, the frog pond, the frog. The, you, it was you, your you, fun you, getaway on um, in the OC in City. Yeah. yeah, yeah. By the way, did I tell you about the, my roommate Beth Ann? No, I thought they were all dudes. Well, she's a, she's a marketing major at Frostburg State, and she used to really have loud sex. And our our, our rooms are right next to each other. And when she she'd have sex, she goes. Shh! You're in the devotional room, Randy. <laughs> and not only that, but she slept with midgets. She slept with this guy who was five foot one. That is not a midget. And he had a mustache. Midgets sometimes have mustaches. He had a midget. He was very, very short. But what happened was we got into a huge fight over the clitoris. And I was telling her that it was, it was just for fun. I was saying the clitoris is Greek for the devil's raspberry. And she was defending and I was saying how ridiculous it was. You know, just trying to make conversation. Okay. So she kicked me out and I was on the beach and I took some... Um, I don't want to tell you what it is because anyone here, I took some drugs on the beach and I later was told that I tackled this off-duty lifeguard on the beach and he put me into a head restraint and called the Ocean City Maryland cops and they came to the beach at night with the sirens blazing oh and God. people were throwing peanuts at me and tap pieces of taffy off of the boardwalk. This is what I later heard from some a friend of mine, Billy. So um, I was taken to this horrible uh, holding cell, and when I came to, I was lying with uh, my Born to Pump T-shirt over my head, and I was just trying to block up the light. So then the cops said, where do you want to go from here? You can't go home. I said, well, I want to go home. They said, you're in no condition to go home. We're going to have a psychiatrist look at you. Have you ever seen a psychiatrist? Like once crazy. or twice. It's not like a regular thing for me. People who are sick in the head have to go to, to them. And I don't think I'm really sick in the head. I was just, I, I just had a break. It's called a breakdown. Have you heard that medical term? It seems like you, a, a professional is a good idea in that situation. My aunt, Bets, I call her Bet, and Bets, she's very rich. So I called her up. Did I tell you about my mim-mim that she died? I can't keep your mimim and your mima straight, but I'm really sorry. She stroked out, but then she died um, oh, with, a, with yeah, a black nurse next to her there watching Jeopardy one night, and I got the call. So I don't think that helped much. 
So the, my, did uh, that happen right before the beach incident? Is that? Yeah, a couple of days okay. before. So I ended oh, up missing Nimmo's funeral. Oh, buddy, I'm but so anyway, sorry. My aunt, thanks. Uh, I ended up missing her funeral, so I called up my Aunt Bits. And I said, listen, I don't want to go to the state farm. That's a crazy house. Have you seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what it'd be like. I don't so think I said, so. I mean, yeah. the, the medical community's really improved. And no, since... they shock people. They, 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 no, they, they, put, they, they really put don't do that anymore. No. They do, believe me. So I, I wanted to avoid that. So she's really rich. And I said, listen, I'll do anything for you. Um, I'm sorry I didn't get in touch with you for the past 15 years or so. And she she would call, and she's a real religious type and was really kind of new-agey and annoying. Um, I guess she she has a good heart, but she's just annoying. You know, her, her husband died, and she was lonely. I just couldn't deal with it. But I said, listen, if you pay for me to go to a nice place, I will do whatever you want when I get out. You know what, I'll, I'll find God, I'll eat you know, grass, whatever vegetarians, you know, whatever you want me to do, I'll eat um, sunshine seeds or whatever, you know, whatever. So uh, she said, okay. And she sent me to this new agey place, new agey nut house, which is where I am now. I've been here for the last 10 days. And this place is insane. I have to get out of here. There are a ton of rules there. And if you know anything about me, Randy don't play by the rules, right? So... Is it religiously affiliated, or is it just... Yeah, okay. well, it's that, and it's also, like, new agey, like, um, you know, protect your heart, don't eat, eat sugar. And I'm like, what? No, I have this giant-sized Twix hidden beneath my bed. I'll do whatever the hell I want. Um, do you want me to have another breakdown? Because if you do, then you're going to take away my giant Reese's peanut butter cups. So a lot of rules, and they got this woman here named Sister Susan. Uh, that's just a nickname. She calls herself Sister Susan. She's got, uh, I mean, she has a Susan sliding rules of threes. And be respectful, be honorable, be clean in both intentions and actions. You have to repeat that 50 million times a day. And yeah. every time I, I, I say that out loud, I just, I don't know, man, I just want to go crazy. I want to make a dookie on the polished floor. I just want to, I just want to be a rebel. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I can't, I can't be held back, you know? You can't really hold Randy back. I think you have the because... wrong attitude towards this. You know, like, I bet the food's good. I bet you're out in nature. You know, I think you could just I enjoy this for what it is. I hate nature. I don't like nature. Nature doesn't like me. Okay, but... every time I go out, of, every time I go out in nature, I step in some poo. And you know, whether it's duck poo, cat poo, sometimes even human poo, it's just it's, it doesn't fit me. Okay. By the way, I jade off to the library one day, and they caught me. I was right in front of the reference section. What? You... I jade oh, off. Okay. So Benny the custodian um, found me, and um, this guy's been oh. on my ass since the beginning. I snuck some barbecue dipsy doodles into the house one day, and he smelled them on my breath and made me um, go to my trunk and, and take them out um, and throw them away out the window. I also... Uh, Snuck in porn. Uh, I just said porn husks. <laughs> uh -huh. I meant pork. I meant pork husks in the devotion <laughs> room. So, okay. so Benny the custodian found that, and he made me dump it down the toilet. Okay. 
So this is well, what I'm dealing did you, with. Did you just like go to a 7-Eleven on your way to the retreat and just stock no, up? No, no. There's a nurse that gives me handers. And I said to her, listen, when you, when, before you come in for duty, she works the 2 a.m. to whatever shift. The night shift, I said, you got to bring me some uh, uh, pork husks and um, some stroke mags because what, what I'm, I don't have internet access and I need pornography. And you need to bring it in. Um, especially, I like natural women. I like really hairy women. So if you can find any of that, I'd appreciate it. So I gotta be quiet. Um, so she brought me some pork husks and uh, snuck it to me. And then uh, Benny, Benny found it and made me flush him down the toilet. And how 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 sick is that? You know, these aren't cheap pork husks. These things cost like seven bucks. So I'm dealing with that, and then I got a roommate who's Argentinian who thinks he's a famous soccer player. Oh, my gosh. Or is I mean, he? Maybe, he could be. I don't know. These new maybe, places are kind of cool. Maybe. I have no idea. You know, actually, he could be. You know, he has very large quads. He has very big feet. Mm-hmm. Maybe. He, he seems to know what he's talking about. But um, he's crazy. I mean, he, he makes me look, you know. He, he, what does he do? He crawls around, does somersaults. And like stretches, and then he'll break out into into salsa dancing, or whatever it is, you know, it's Spanish dancing. Mm. So, um, and also one night I found I woke up, he was over my bed, and he had his hands clasped together, and he was mumbling. It was bizarre. It was like speaking in tongues. Um, it wasn't like Spanish. praying or meditating or something. I don't know. I mean, whatever it was was really bizarre. He was he was talking the Spanish. I didn't understand a word of it. But so there's that. Okay, so um, hey, remember what I was telling you? Actually, uh, Randy, sorry, let me. City. Randy, can I put you on hold really quick while I I have to go get a cable so the internet's better. I'll be right back. You know what? I mean, you get back. So how are you? Hello. Hello. Andrea. 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 Randy, are you there? Okay, do you know every time my phone rings, Highway to Hell plays by ACDC, so you're not making my life any easier. Where did you go? I'm sorry, I had to, I'm stuck in a conference room right now, and I needed better internet. It was Jesus Christ. Okay, so I was saying, you know, when I was 13, I was in Ocean City, Maryland. Did I tell you this? I went with some buddies to Splash Mountain. When you were 13. Okay, yes. Right, so I'm in the wave pool, and my my buddy Eric was on one raft. Oh, those are so much, those are really fun. Anyway, I was on one raft, and I'm not the strongest of swimmers, okay? Uh, later, I became really strong. I became Navy SEAL strong. But at, at this time, I, I wasn't that strong. So I went under, okay? And the waves are going, and there's a ton of rafts. And I look up, it's just all darkness. It's all rafts. And the next thing I remember, I'm lying on the hot ground with a dude lifeguard, and he's kissing me, okay? So... That that's my first memory. So, but but before that, I saw a bright light. That's not light. your first memory. You were thirteen. No, no, no. First memory of, of near death. Okay. Yes. Okay, but then later I came to, after I was thinking about it. I remember seeing a bright light, and it felt really good. It was like having a um, an incredible O, right, without all the mess. So then I was also I remember seeing my pop pop, and um, he looked. He looked terrible. He looked worse than normal. He wasn't wearing a shirt. 
and he was missing his shoe. It was very bizarre. And then I also remember seeing the actress who played Hot Lips from Mass. Do you remember her? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she waved. But then I saw a guy. Um, I never told you this is my this is my most personal. No, I've memory. heard this. I've definitely heard this. Oh, okay. But you remember I told you about the guy wearing long white robes and a bushy mustache, and a cowboy hat and a, and a cowboy tie. Bolo, anyway, yeah. I think that was God, and he said to me that I couldn't come to the light because they didn't want me yet, that I had more work to do on Earth. And I said, well, "What's the work?" And he said, "To be famous, to make a name for yourself, to be creative." On Andrea Salenzi's podcast, Why a What? So what I'm saying is uh, I have a purpose here on Earth, okay? Um, and I think the purpose is to spread joy through funny things. Now, I, I was telling you before about my syndicated cartoons, my poetry and all that, but I'm done with that. I don't think the world is ready for that stuff. So I, I want to make some money. And um, I, wanna, I have some ideas for apps. Have you heard of apps? Yes. What are they? It's a application for your cellular telephone that usually it's games okay, all right. or interactive oh, whatever. things. You know yeah. what it is. Okay, oh, yeah. Andy Breckman, uh, the host of the show before us, has been working on two for a while that are coming out pretty soon. Okay, I, don't, I don't know who that is, but I was coming up with some ideas, and I wrote it down. You know, we're allowed, we're allowed one pad of paper and a golf pencil. That's it. So I jotted down some ideas, and I think this, these are pretty – I think they're really strong – and as soon as I get out of this bug house, I'm going to make a ton of money. How much longer do you ideas? have in there? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. You know when you're in a bar and you're talking to a woman, talking to a Betty, and things aren't going well? I don't know, but go on. Okay. So here's a couple go-to. I call them go-to's. You know, you can tell a joke, you can tell a riddle, um, you can do a magic trick. I like to do yo-yo tricks. That's so what, a horrible idea. That would never so what, work for me. It works all the time. So what I want to do is create this app called Bar None, Bar All. <clears throat> and what you do is when you're in trouble in a bar and you're talking to a Betty and she's kind of, her mind is wandering, you say, excuse me, I have to go take a leak. And you leave her. And you quickly dial into this app that'll cost you know dollar ninety nine two nine very reasonable, and you punch in her specifics, how old she is, what she looks like, um, what you think her interests are, and then out comes the perfect equation, what you can do to impress her. So um, if it's a magic trick, it'll show you how to do a magic trick, and it's all visual. It's like a YouTube video. If it's a yo-yo trick, it shows you how to do a yo-yo trick. If it's, um, you know, doing, doing a funny motion with your hands, you know, pretending you're retarded or something, that, it'll show you how to do that, too. So that's called uh, bar, bar none, bar, bar all. Um, this seems like very specific to your game and how you pick up women, but I think for the most part, you know, people meet each other by just having interesting conversations about their interests and asking questions about the other person. I don't think I've ever been wooed by something like uh, a magic trick. I don't think that would seal the deal for me. Okay, so the other idea I have is called safe sit. And you, you ever sit next to a person on a bus or a subway and you just think... Um, face sit? 
safe sit. Oh, okay. So is this person, especially if they're like a minority, are they safe? Are they safe to be around? No, God, uh, that is such a horrible assumption, Randy. Not, not necessarily. I mean, anyone. It could be a guy. It could be a white guy with tattoos or whatever. Is this guy a criminal? Okay. I wonder that all the time. So what safe sit does is you take a picture of this person, you know, oh God. secretly, and you dial up into a huge database, and it, 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 it'll recognize facial features. And what it does is it scrolls through, and it'll say um, if this guy has a criminal record or not. And if, it, and if he does, you got to get the hell out of there. If he doesn't, you can sit and talk with him. He can be your bro. He can do what, you know, you just have a fun time. You can do whatever with you. I there's any way you could discreetly take a photo of someone's full face. Oh, you're so naive. Have you never taken voyeur shots of people? You've never taken upskirts or anything? <laughs> uh, you are the person I don't want to sit next to. I mean, I like sitting next to you when we hang out, but I just, that is so creepy, Randy. I gotta go, I gotta so go wrong. soon. I gotta go soon, but I want to tell you this last idea. It's called Public Bush. No. And I have a thing for underarms. Um, Women's, ladies' underarms, not dudes' underarms. Because my feeling is that the the color of a woman's underarm bush is the color of her secret bush, right? So in a sense, you're seeing something for free. It's like extra. So what this will do is you can go into the site... And you can either take voyeur shots, upload them, or if you're not into that, it sounds like you wouldn't be into that because you're too scared to take voyeur shots. You go in, you type in the type of public bush that you like, um, black, um, dirty blonde, and up comes no faces, so everyone's protected, but you can see um, all these women's public bushes that... um, you wouldn't normally be able to see in real life, and you certainly wouldn't be able to see their their true bush. So this is sort of a bootleg bush that you can see, and um, you know, just get you through. But anyway, that's called uh, public bush, and so those are the things I'm working on, and um, I do have to go because um, the nut jobs are coming back. Sister Susan may be here, um, but I did want to contact you now. Can I just you send me? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so we have we have. Um, we have a, we have a, a in-house bank here that we can buy various things. You know, mostly it's. I don't um, like where this is going. Well, okay, it's like vegetables and boring, boring stuff. But yeah. I would love to. I would love to buy some sweets and some stroke mags. So you know you what? Could. I'm just gonna send you a really friendly postcard, just saying how grateful I am that we're friends Andrea, and how Andrea, I want you to get Andrea, better Andrea, and do Andrea, whatever they tell you so Andrea, you get better. Andrea, I'm just asking for fifteen dollars. Because fifteen dollars in here goes really far. If I give uh, you fifteen dollars, you're going to call me next week and ask for thirty dollars. No, no, this is it. So, um, uh, please, uh, when we go off the air, I'm going to give you the details. I, I would want some money, Not but I do have that. to go now. Okay, so thank you for calling, and uh, pray for me. Randy, we all want you to get better. Um, I don't think you should you really, do. you should really work but, hard on yourself but, while you're but there. But think about participating in public bush. I would love to see your underarm if I you were sh- shave it. Okay. I shave it. Well, that's sexy, too, because then you can see stubble, and you can imagine what would be there otherwise. But anyway, we can talk about that. $15 is all I need. I will talk to you soon. And don't call, because like I said, Highway to Hell plays, and if they ever heard that, they would they would kill me. Okay. This place costs $1,000 a day, so this is no this is no game. All right. So go back to your show. Um, is the show on now? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a uh, you know we're doing a whole show about failure and and how I feel oh, like a failure sometimes. Well, okay. Well, you're talking to the wrong guy if that's the case because I, I may be dip dipping right now, but I will rise and uh, like an avenging angel. Okay, I gotta go. Bye. Bye. All right, that's the end of today's very special failure edition of YOY. I had help, as always, from my intern, Aaron in Hopkins, Minnesota. Thank you, Casey Claps. Greg Harrison designed our logo. Keep listening to WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, and online at WFMU.org. Stay tuned for Infinite Distortion with Bosch. <laughs>